and welcome to episode four of Clean at Work, the journey to level two with Zveta. Hi. Hi, Zveta. Hi, Zveta. Hi, Sarah. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. So last week, uh, Sarah did a great job of facilitating the journey to level one, and she interviewed uh, me and, and Jackie. Um, and so we thought this week we'd go one step further and talk to you, Sveta, because you're one of only four level two systemic modeling facilitators in the whole world. <laughs> so um, perhaps you could start by just telling us a bit about your journey from that level one to, to level two and, and what that entails. Um, so when we were, it was actually very sudden. I didn't expect that uh, in the morning on Sunday, uh, Caitlin called me and said, you know what, I want to tell you something. And Caitlin Walker is our master and the inventor. <laughs> <It's just laughs> Uh, so she called me and said, you know what, I think you got it. And because she, she told me a couple of months before she said, no, you no, it's, it's quite far away. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I just like, I, it was such a shock that I even just said, you know, I don't have time. I need to, you know, to water my roses and plants. So just like <laughs> my reaction was very, very strange so the the and the metaphor for me the, the difference between level one and level two is that in level one you you know the stuff uh like when you pass you the driving license you know the rules you can drive safely from a to b maybe a little bit a little bit scratches but still you you know the rules you know the frame of it Maybe you're a little bit sweaty, but you can do it. Yeah. The level two is then, uh, imagine you're driving on the highway and it's winter, it's slippery. It's a lot of idiots in the in the road and also in your car, like <laughs> little children who are screaming, shouting, beat each other, eat cookies, and you're tired, you're hungry, you want to bathroom, and you have to drive them and deliver without killing anybody, <laughs> including you know, yourself. So, so the, the level two is about maintaining the state, not only knowing skillfully what to do, uh, but also really a ability to maintain your state in a very, very turbulent situations. And what advice, given that I've just got my level one, so I've got some interest in this, what advice would you give to me who's just got their level one? I've got my driving license and that's kind of the metaphor I use as well. Or the other one I use is I've just received my black belt in martial arts. And when you get your black belt is when you actually start your, your journey. So what advice have you got for me right now um, as I progress and start that route to level two? I think the level two probably should not be your target because they, you would never achieve it. Yeah. The moment I got it when I gave up and said, basically I, I said, honestly, I don't care. For me, what's important that I truly understand if I make a mistake, I'm so open to be vulnerable mm. so that I can discuss it with people and being interested, being curious to myself and to others. And I think the level two is not a goal, but what is 
a symptom kind of or manifest that you kind of get into the level where you know your stuff and um, know the basics i mean when i say basics so well that you can give honest assessment to yourself and also you're able to when you do something when we would when we did systemic modeling in summer so it was not only uh, important to demonstrate the skills give a clean feedback and everything but for instance if i was saying a couple of times on you know i'm so tired today mm-hmm. Caitlin told me what's your intention why are you saying this what do you want do you understand that the, you train the attention of the group that you're always tired and from one point of view, normal person would say, but I am tired. I am, uh, I work on my extreme and I feel I have a lot of personal issues. But in that moment you say, aha. So whatever I say to the group, I have to build on wellness of the group. And I have to make myself very small in that moment. And if I can't do that, I just don't go. There were a couple of, there were a couple of uh, moments when I really wanted to come on Friday, but I didn't because I knew I would have a tight face and I can't just sit there as a tourist. Mm-hmm. I have to be there even if I don't do anything. I cannot look on the phone and everything. So the advice is just do a lot of practice. Just practice, uh, get a lot of supervision, get a lot of mentoring and little by little, you will you will build your muscles. Yeah, so it's basically the same advice or thoughts that I had to do to get my level one, because that was kind of the realization there, um, that you need to stop focusing on the, the level one and actually, okay, well, what outcomes do you want from this work? Uh, what, what difference are you trying to make by learning these skills um, was the thing that broke through. And it sounds like, um, I'm on the right track there. So thank you for that, Sveta. Uh, and you talked about practice and doing this. Um, so tell us a bit about how you do integrate this systemic modeling into your work. So you already talked about um, it's important how you show up. Mm-hmm. Is there anything so else that I, it's helped with? Uh, you know, I would even say that now it's not about the work. I think what level two enables you is when you sit very tired in the evening on Friday on the steps of the restaurant. And when you see there are five children started to fight, you know already what happened because you've been watching them for a couple of weekends. You know how it started because you noticed it. And when one of the father just jumps and starts to run, shouting bad words, cursing his child, you take him, you put him back and say, you know what, I'll get it. And you just go and talk to the guys who are 10 and 11 and say, you know what, what happened? So, and you facilitate really, really casually because you know uh, that there was a mistake. One guy just made a mistake and now he thinks that everybody, everybody against him, but he just, he just fall because there was a, a broken wood. Mm. And mm. you do it because it's your community. 
and you don't want this child who is seven to grow in idea that everybody hates him and his parents is a little bit too young to give that kind of attention but also you know that this guy who's gonna beat his son now like slap him he's a single father and um, the way he speaks with his child is absolutely brutal and and it's bad for him and it's bad for the child and it doesn't cost too much to you to do that because you've trained your attention so you've noticed all these things right? yes that's what it's about yes. is the ability to notice different things with people without making judgment and with just being curious and being able to maintain your own self so that like you're not upset or wanting to punish anyone like the ability yeah. to do all those things at the same time yeah so it's, you you just your attention is so trained that you are able to collide them in structure to make sense of it on different levels and also you figure out if you are too tired you had too much wine you can do very little just to stop it not but not too much because then you will not do the right intervention but if you speak about the work um i am co founder of the private educational space environment. We don't want to call it school. It's um, a little bit like Sunsbury uh, and Summerhill. So it's a school where uh, self-directed learning. It's a really, really nice project which grew from eight families to 50 now, nearly 100 adults and 50 children, which is really amazing accomplishment. In, in the pandemic, we grew and we even wow. were able to rent a big, a huge, beautiful space. And um, so, and people who work there, they say we would not be able to survive without systemic modeling because it gives us the clean language, the language and the uh, simple, clear uh, rules how to be together, how to un untighten all the things. And speaking about work, I look, I, my, one of the biggest part of my work, I work with teams, with international corporates. So, and it's strategic sessions, it's um, team sessions, sometimes both, sometimes conflict resolution, sometimes from good to great. So I see that systemic modeling can be applied in so many different applications. Even, even if you have, for instance, my, we spoke about Pilatus trainer, and my favorite trainer left my studio and I, I knew it's going to be a big scandal, you know, a lot of drama and everything. So I was thinking, how can I communicate with all the parts to make sure they are in peace and there is no, at least no drama that I can ask what I want. But I wasn't like, I need to establish the safe space for me. I was just more thinking how can I synchronize and harmonize the story because it seems to be painful and I actually don't know why. Yeah. So I, was, I was curious, I was asking, is there anything I need to know? Yeah. And, and so and so. So you become more, I would say it's, you become more kind and more attentive, but kind in a way you're not rescue, but you just understand that people have reactions. Mm -hmm or they might have reactions, or you're so trained to your attention that you've been seeing this person and you already know that this person and this person might be not getting together just because the looks they gave, the little comments. So, you so, 
So people listening to this now and, and watching us might be thinking, whoa, that sounds like uh, a lot and, and far away. What are a couple of things that people new to systemic modeling can do just to start getting curious about this stuff? So one of the use, and I think the best use of systemic modeling is for instance, uh, meetings. So you can use very simple thing. When the people come into a room, you say, you can ask, what do you need to know before we begin? What would you like to have happen? It sounds like total waste of time, but in, <laughs> fact, but in fact, it's what it does, it transfer the ownership from the facilitator, from the manager to others. It gives a signal, we're here to discuss. And if you don't ask question, you're not getting the answer. So you better ask something. And it's also, for instance, you can, if somebody says, for instance, somebody says, we're not effective. And somebody says, what you're saying, we are effective. We cannot be even more effective. So instead of taking side, they say, it's what you're saying. Of course, we're effective. Or of course, we're not effective. And, and everybody like, oh. <laughs> so what you can do, you can say, oh, you think we're not effective. And you think we're super effective. Before we move on, let's just check a little bit. So when you say we're effective, what you have seen or heard, or what kind of effective we are, and when you say not, not effective, what's your evidence, what you have seen, have heard, what kind of ineffective or super effective? And then you can ask, how does it sound to you? How does it sound to you? If you repeat a little bit, then people normally say, amazingly, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, in that sense, we're effective, but I was talking about different thing. Mm. And you say, what I was noticing Every time when I disagree with person, if I ask two questions, repeat. Let's say I repeat, then ask two questions and repeat again. In 90%, I would agree with person. It doesn't mean that I will change my position. It means that I would say, I understand what you're talking about. And I agree that it's legitimate to feel that way. Yeah. And I think about this way, so how are we going to do together when you think this and I think this? And I even was thinking, um, what 90% of the posts I disagree on Facebook, if I would have a chance to ask uh, to do the same, uh -huh. I, would, I would probably agree with them. So it was an eye opener for me so that we fight. So you asked me about the... Uh, a simple thing is that yep. when you disagree before you start to say no just check repeat ask two simple questions what kind of what have you seen inquire repeat and when you and and still check do you still so much disagree okay and if just you take, if you take a it, breath yeah repeat, a, repeat it back ask is there anything else about X or what kind of X? Two questions and then reflect again. Yeah. And also, I think the beautiful thing about systemic modeling is that if you're not able to listen, you can say it so. For instance, yesterday my colleague said we, uh, we had um, drama and then uh, I was in drama because I, was, I felt judged and dismissed as a human being. And then I stated that 
uh, they were not able to get curious and then they um, went on and they say we want you to be curious and I said I'm sorry I cannot be curious because I'm in drama and the fact this is what has been said this is how I understood it and that effect on me I'm in victim and prosecutor so and that at this point my brain goes in reptilia yeah. or mammal and I'm, I'm not able to be curious however I know exactly that the message is not that I hate you, you're bad, you're not okay. I'm just taking care of my needs. So I think it also draws a very fine line instead of saying, you are bad people, you're not okay. I gave to you so many things, da, da, da. I'm saying my state is not now in collaboration. So it puts you in like self-awareness so that you know what's going on with yourself so you can react intentionally or take care of yourself intentionally, right? You're yeah. like not diving into things. You talked about needs a couple of times, actually. You talked about importance of, of needs and being that people express their needs. Why is that so important, Sveta? You mean thinking about others' needs or about your needs? Uh, you talked actually about both. So you talked about your own needs there and then earlier, when we're talking about meetings and asking people what they'd like to know before you begin, you talked about um, needs there, which I guess was other people's needs. That's a very good question. Uh, let me think a little bit. I, my first thing which comes in my mind is that the drama happening when we're not getting what we want. So we probably in systemic modeling want and I think it's this very wonderful thing is one of the very difficult thing to deal with is a passive aggressive. When I'm not getting what I want, I'm not telling you, and then I will punish you, but you don't know why. Yeah. So, and um, I've been living in that relationship for quite a long time. And sometimes I face it from very dear people I, they don't know and I did a lot of passive aggressive because I thought I'm being nice and I am trying to protect other people from my awful feelings mm -hmm. so I thought I think taking care first of your needs trains you to give other people instructions not in a bad way but in a good way you can say in, in order to be able to fulfill that efficient project I need this and this and this. So that creates social rules, the social contract. So then we can agree and commit to it. And if it doesn't happen, we can absolutely openly talk about this. You know, I'm not getting what I want now. So I'm feeling in a less, in a, in a worse position to, to fulfill my duties. So it also creates in, uh, how is a proactive position and also it's an adult behavior where you know yourself and you attentive to others and then you start all together create a safe space for collaboration wow. and when it becomes heavy it becomes just very easy I think we see that a lot in teams that that I've worked with in the past where it's been really difficult because people aren't 
willing to express what they need and want from a situation. Um, and then, the, like you said, you get this underlying kind of passive aggressiveness and uh, lack of expression. Um, and I like the idea that that's to start with yourself, right? And leading by example and, and being able to express your needs first. And then from that, perhaps that opens others up eventually to, to do the same. And it's very funny because teams normally don't like it. They think that it's a waste of time. So this is why you need at level one and level two the position to be ready that they're gonna kind of reject you. Mm -hmm. So last week, uh, I have a team who hated, 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 hated uh, clean setup. <laughs> they said it's useless, da, da, da. And then I was really freaking before the session and then I said, you know what? I'm not going to give them a lot of choice. I'll just say, you have three minutes, you go in four, da 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 da, da. So, and I expected, I thought, if they're going to resist, then we will not do it. And they went and they did it beautifully. I was going from room to room and they came. They came with such a meaningful support and resources. So I thought, ah, now they get it. So, but you really need... Uh, to hold a lot of rejection because people because it's so unusual when somebody asks you what you want what do you need to know that people sometimes start to say you're not okay you don't know this stuff mm. okay so i think we're probably coming to the end of our time uh, so thank you for today's veta i really appreciate some really insightful stuff there um, for our other listeners thank you for listening or watching uh, please do like and subscribe to uh, this YouTube channel. We really appreciate your support and see you next week. Bye. Thank you.